Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fe- <laughs> fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Turnbuckle Talk, card subject to change, episode number 357. My name is Chris Best. I've got OMD beside me. OMD, my brother, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I've had a good day at work. I'm relaxed. I'm rested and ready to talk some wrestling. Yeah, and it's been a bit of a slow news day, but a lot of news coming out of Saturday and the Royal Rumble, but we'll get to that later on. Um, Yeah, my day's been a little bit uh, uh, slow as well. Just not a hell of a lot going on for me today. Just planning a budget because tomorrow's my payday, you know? (laughs) Right. That's it. Doing the adulting, as it were. Right. (laughs) But let's jump right into this. Let's start off with what happened last night on Raw, where we saw Pat McAfee uh, officially join the Raw roster as a commentator. Thus, it moved around a lot of the commentary squad. We've got Wade Barrett moving over to SmackDown, where he's going to be doing the color commentary. And Corey Graves is going to be doing play-by-play. And I'm not sure what I think about this, but I'd like to hear your thoughts first. I am excited for it. Um, to be honest, I took a lot of flack over this today, actually, Mm -hmm. um, because I know people that are not big fans of Pat McAfee and they're give me Corey Graves all day. I know that we've got other people here as part of our group that are not big Corey Graves fans. Such as JJ, who is saying, look at these maple heads right here. Exactly. Um, but I am excited for it. Um, I love Pat McAfee on commentary. He did a great job Saturday at the Royal Rumble coming back mm-hmm. as a surprise. And then, of course, returning last night as a surprise, which we were not expecting. Yeah, because, I mean, in lieu of Kevin Patrick leaving, I suppose this might have been one of the better options to do. But I kind of was starting to like Wade Barrett on color as well, you know? I've loved Wade Barrett on on Raw. Yeah, on Raw, sorry. Um, I've loved Wade Barrett on color since he was in NXT. Actually, even going back to his NWA, although I didn't watch a lot of it. Even when I he did commentary in uh, blah blah blah. What's that uh, promotion in England? Um, WCPW. Okay. He did he uh, Defiant or Defiant Wrestling is what they switched to. Okay. He did a little bit of commentary there too, and I thought he was fantastic as well. I'm very intrigued to see how one guy such as Corey Graves can make that transition from color to play by play. Because I don't think we've ever really seen that in WWE before. No, no, we haven't. And I mean, if you look at them, you know, because they've both been genuine heels mm-hmm. in their career, especially doing commentary and play by play. Um, it is going to be interesting to see, and I am intrigued. So I am really looking forward to Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, um, just I, I'm I'm going to tune in just for that reason. And uh, well, there's other reasons to tune into SmackDown, um, such as Bailey revealing who she may challenge, given what she said to Nia Jax last night. Yes. Um, Roman's response to Cody's winning is also going to happen on SmackDown. Um, but no, there's just, I kind of (laughs) JJ coming in and say Graves was hated by his family dog. So boo Graves. And speaking of JJ, um, 
he's got to put up with uh, Graves sometimes because uh, occasionally he does a SmackDown watch along. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I'm interested at the same time, but I, I do like the other names that we tossed about uh, as far as doing a uh, play-by-play. Like yes. we mentioned, Moro Ronaldo. We mentioned the possibility of Joey Styles. You know, Dick Joseph coming back up. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see one thing on SmackDown too, and it translates back to Saturday Night and the Royal Rumble, and that is what is going to happen. Are we going to hear anything from the number two entrant in the Royal Rumble? Over, there, I've got news on that one. I didn't want to bring it up on today's new on today's because it was mentioned as like a two sentence kind of thing, but. Right. Now, is signing with SmackDown. I'm not talking about Naomi. I'm well, talking you said about no, the... You, you said number two entrant. I did. She was number two. In the female... Roy, in the women's Royal Rumble. Sorry, I don't want to go to female. Um, how about the number two entrant in the men's? You're talking about Jimmy. So, got to talk about where he stands with everything as and well. That altercation with the number one entrant. His brother, Jay. Yeah, and we all know that uh, that's going to supposedly build to a WrestleMania match. I'm really wondering how do you get through Elimination Chamber with those two as well. Right? Hmm. But no, the, I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm excited to see. I am excited about Corey Graves making that move over. Maybe he does make some sort of a change to his commentary style because there, there's... He's very polarizing as far as uh, the commentary um, goes, as far as play by play, as far as color commentary goes, because there are times when he heals out just a bit too much. You know what I mean? Right. And he definitely plays favorites when somebody like uh, Carmella, for yes. example, is in the ring. Yes. Oh, but that's that's. That's the heel's job, right? They're supposed yeah. to pick the favorites, whereas the babyface, if you go back to those old three-man commentary teams of Bobby Heenan, Macho Man, and Gorilla, Macho Man was unbiased to everybody on the babyface side, whereas Heenan was always picking the heel. I'm Well, yes and no for Macho Man. I mean, whenever Hogan was in the ring, <coughs> Macho right. Man sort of healed a little bit there. Sort of healed a little bit there, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot more Pat McAfee. Absolutely. I'm, I love his energy that he brings as a color, as a color analyst. Uh, it's one of my favorite things is watching him dance on the state or on the, uh, on the desk, on the desk when Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. Right now, we won't I don't, be seeing that this time around. I don't. I was think, just but. gonna say, I don't think we're gonna be seeing that, given that Nakamura is the he is a heel right now. Yep. Um. But you did bring up one point, and I do, do think it's interesting. Let's say Vic Joseph was the one to get called up. Who takes over play by play on NXT in your in your eyes? To be honest, I'm really not sure. Um, unless they have somebody waiting in the wings, maybe like a Quinn McKay, who did it mm. as well as backstage interviewing um, back in Ring of Honor. Right. Um, and I can't remember her WWE name on Level Up. Okay. Um I'll throw this one to you. What about Jackie Redman? I would love it. But I also think that Jackie maybe has a little bit too much on her plate. Yeah. With being the backstage interviewer, um, with, you know, doing the A&E documentaries and rivals and all that when they go to A&E, uh, plus her stuff with the NHL network. Yeah. Uh, so but I, I mean, she- like, to any one of our American viewers who don't know, Jackie Redman actually brings a lot of wrestling knowledge to the WWE product. 
and I mean a lot of it. She does. I'm going to put this one out there too, is how about another host and a guy who has an absolute love for the business? What about Freddie Prince Jr.? He's got that look. He's got that look. He's got that Ken look that uh, a lot of uh, the younger commentators seem to have, you know? Yeah. And I say younger, but he's probably actually around the same age as Michael Cole these days. So, yeah. And I know, like, yeah. one of the things, like, my coworker that I talk wrestling with, he is not a Pat McAfee fan. So he's like, I'm bowing out of Raw, but he won't watch <laughs> SmackDown because it's the Bloodline show. It, um, but it really hasn't been. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Um, and I've said I told him today because he also wants Michael Cole to retire because Michael Cole is no good. And I've said, you know what? Michael Cole has said he is going to retire when he and Pat have a good, significant run together. So this is going mm-hmm. to potentially lead to that. Now, personally, yeah, I don't agree. I, I love I love Michael Cole. Bobby Stats. Bobby Stats, welcome to the show. How we doing, brother? Uh, great to see you. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, Michael Cole, I do remember, I believe on the show uh, some months ago, we talked about the possibility of Cole retiring as they were moving him to more backstage uh, positions. Yeah, this was talked about last summer, I want to say sometime around there. <laughs> right. I'm going to even bring up a name from the past that could potentially come back. Papa Speaking Smokes. of names from the. Okay. <laughs> OMD just announced that. How's it going, <laughs> Papa? I wish I can carry this, uh, that name, uh, the, the way you, uh, Carl and you say it the way I do, or. <laughs> that way but my throat's not exactly up to par so right uh but um, welcome to the show papa smokes great to have you here great to have everybody here uh sorry omd uh what were you saying how about a name from the past in josh matthews he's not oh he's done with tna now he's been done with them for a while right i don't know because the last I knew, he wasn't doing commentary, but he was still like one of their vice presidents. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, who is that? Uh, Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly just recently finished up with New Japan. Why can't we bring him back? That's the one I'm going to disagree with you on. And you got to give me a reason why. I've never found him to be a good American commentator, even in Ring of Honor. He and Mauro Ranallo. <coughs> There's just something about them that irk me. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's their voice, whether it's like, don't get me wrong. I love Mauro's passion. And when he gets excited and goes, he goes. Yeah. He turns into JR essentially with his comment, yes. with his excitement. But it's just something about them both that, I just cannot get behind. So the one thing, um, I don't know if you've watched Kevin Kelly uh, announcing New Japan shows. Yes. But I like his storytelling. Yes. And in, that's... New, in New Japan was where he's been best. But when it comes to working American circuit, not very good. Okay. But imagine him working WWE under Hunter. And Hunter would just Hunter just tells him, "Look, just do what you're doing, what you did in New Japan, with our guys." Then would you be able to get behind that? Potentially, I would have to see it for a while first, because I know like it would take that adjustment period, um, almost like that three month probation period, if you will, when you get a new job. Yeah, I hate those. <laughs> I never. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And Bobby's got a couple of interesting names here, too. Um, Nigel McGuinness or William Regal. So, well, Nigel, I think, is still doing... Uh, isn't he not uh, part of AEW? He is. He is, I believe, one of the color commentators for Collision. But Regal, on the other hand, 
would be interesting to see. Regal again would be interesting, but again, he would be that heel color analyst, and you don't really need three of them on a panel. No, but I'm talking if he were to join and do play by play, I think he could do it. I do too. I agree. Because <clears throat> let's face it, anything Regal has done, he's done it with gold. Absolutely. He's turned everything into gold. Absolutely. Even his even his little stint in AEW had me intrigued. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, uh, this whole commentary movement thing, we'll see how it goes for Corey Graves. <laughs> for Corey Graves, excuse me. Um, it could be just a temporary thing until they find somebody to do it. Right. Um, from what I read on this earlier, because this was sort of reported last night and it was rumored. Mm -hmm. And then today this was said to be sort of the plan going forward. Nothing until they hired somebody or they found somebody. So maybe you're going to keep Vic Joseph in NXT with Booker. Yeah, because he's he's actually doing a great job down there. I'm really liking him. It's Booker, on the other hand, that I'm not really liking. Booker is fine when he's doing the panels. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah. Uh, um, now, here's, the other, here's another question for you is, with his contract coming up in just a couple of weeks, do we see JR make a return for WrestleMania? Just just for WrestleMania? Just for Mania. I might be okay with it, but I really think JR needs to I'm ride off e into the sunset. I agree, um, but I'm going to say this. How about the WrestleMania main event, night one and night two? Two matches. I'm really hoping that he studies the product then, in that case. Yes. Hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, totally interested to see how the SmackDown uh, announced team plays out. It's going to be a little bit weird because we're going to have two former wrestlers, I guess you could say. Yes. But in the 80s, we also had two former wrestlers calling color and play-by-play -play in yep. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Yes. And that's a very big comparison because Jesse and Gorilla were gold, you know? Yes, they were. So were Jesse and Vince McMahon when they were together. So were Bobby and Gorilla. Yes. So were and Bobby, Macho Bobby, Bobby and Gorilla. Bobby himself is a former wrestler, too. He used to exactly. wrestle before he became a manager. Yes, he did. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see how this uh, this relationship goes. Yes. Um. But let's uh, let's move on to again a very light news story today. Only two stories, and then we're going to move into a discussion, as it were. Yes. So the next story is something that uh, comes out of Fox News, which is a news station I particularly don't agree, don't like. But this is an interesting story, given who the wrestler that's involved with. David Bo uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is set to make his return to MLW. Last year, he was out battling stomach issues. He specified which stomachs, uh, the stomach issue he had here. Just give me a second. I can find it. Oh, he was battling appendicitis, had to get his appendix out, had to take that time to re re uh, recover. Right. Because, well, stomach injuries, like, they do take a long time to recover from. Yes, yes. This coming do. from one who has had that. Um, he should, he's, uh, looking to return at MLW super fight four. So Bobby stats, you'll be excited about that. What do you make of this? For me, Davy boy Smith jr. Has just never really hit home. Even going back to the Hart dynasty days in the WWE, they sort of became the springboard for the Usos. Um, I can I can attest to that because I did see them live and they fought the Usos on that card. Um, <laughs> but just something's never really 
struck with me. Like I've never seen him live when he did CWE and came, I believe he came here. Mm-hmm. Um, even back when I watched that little bit of MLW back when I had cable and we got a promotional channel and I was watching him team with Brian Pillman Jr. It was just nothing stuck with me. It sort of, he sort of just fell off my radar. I've never really thought about, you know, what's he doing now? Okay. But if I could give you a match where you might turn around on Davy boy Smith jr. It actually was the last match I got to see him in, in MLW. And that was last year's battle riot. He was actually fantastic in that match. Okay. And as Bobby Stats is saying, he he wants to see Davy Boy Jr. come back and wrestle against Alex Kane. In that match, it came down to him and Alex Kane in the final two. Okay. Battle Riot is their Royal Rumble. So right. Um, but yeah, there was just sort of he's just never really stuck with me. I mean, even um TJ Wilson at that time didn't stick with me. It wasn't until it was TJ Wilson with Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. That he really began to shine. We know that as David Hart Smith, a couple of years ago, he had resigned and re-upped with WWE to come back. But again, his health injuries, the pandemic, he just never got off the ground with them the second time. Yeah, it's all. It's saying that uh, he's uh, going to be taking on Manders in a Hoss fight, which, uh, as it says here, Smith predicted is going to turn into an all-out brawl, and I expect it will be, because uh, the way Davy Boy works is not exactly like how his dad worked, and that's kind of nice about his in his in ring, right? Um, because Davy Boy, senior, big powerhouse, like to throw throw guys around. Yep. Davy Boy Jr. has a mix of like technical and powerhouse. So okay, it's really nice to see that. I'm actually very excited. I there was a part of me that still wants to see Davy Boy Smith Jr. back in the WWE, and we almost got that some years ago, right? Um, so I, I would like to see, and I mean, all the power to him if he can, you know, get his health back up build his name back up and get into one of the, you know, three major promotions. And I will class AEW ROH as one promotion. Right. Uh, TNA or maybe back to the WWE. I just, uh, I'm just, I'm very excited to see him come back. Um, I'm one of those guys who, when I hear or see a second generation wrestler or a next generation wrestler, I want them to succeed just as much as their parents did, you know? Right. So, and Davy Boy, I mean, let's face it, Davy Boy was one of the greatest powerhouse wrestlers of all time. He was. It's just too bad it never really translated into a lot of singles gold for him. Intercontinental title, European title, a couple of tag team titles. Yeah, but nothing really in terms of a significant run. I know he was also the WCW television champion. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of his WCW run. That I feel like they traded, traded Davy Boyd. Yeah, he only not had the greatest about, there. About a six know? month run, from what I remember. Yeah. But no, it's great to see that Davy Boy Smith Junior is coming back. It does give more uh, opportunities for Alex Kane to defend his championship. Maybe even gives a chance for Davy Boy to take the title off Alex. Who knows? Right? I mean, totally excited. I more than likely will want to watch MLW Super Fight 4 just for... Right. That wouldn't be another reason for me to tune in. Right. JJ, you are so right on this. They held Davy Boy back so much. But in 95, 96, when he started having that main event run, when he had Jim Cornette in his corner and everything like that, I was so amped and so ready to see Davy Boy actually take the title, even though he had to deal with the click at that time. Right. And JJ, yeah, I. 
I could have seen him as a heavyweight champ easily too. Yeah, and to I be agree. fair, to be fair, on my WWE 2K games, one of them, I actually crowned him as the heavyweight champion. Nice. <laughs> I made a like an 80s and 90s like uh, WWE universe and. Nice. Yeah, I uh, agree with you. I yeah, I've seen the Bulldog as world champion. Yeah, I mean, I feud with Shawn Michaels uh, at Beware of Dog and Beware of Dog 2. Fantastic matches. I d you're looking like I don't remember those matches. <laughs> um, the only title, The only title match that I did not like bulldog in was the match against diesel and i'm again referencing in your house uh yes the one in winnipeg as i yes. did last night on the raw watch along yep. that was not a good match for diesel's yep. side because bulldog carried it right <laughs> um bobby stats coming in and saying maybe we get davy boy smith jr is the missing place of the world titan federation Missing piece, I think he's trying to say. Yes. Uh, JJ saying solo reminds me of a new age Davy boy in the way that uh, of what he re represents to the group, and I kind of agree because when he when Davy boy uh, senior was in the Heart Foundation, he was the powerhouse. It was him yep. or the Anvil, you know. Yep. Yep. I I can see it absolutely. Yeah. They were the. Uh, the the powerhouses to Brian Owens technical, yep. To Brian Pillman's psychoticness, <laughs> right? Um, I really do. I really do hope that Davy Boy uh, it, Junior is able to come back and succeed off of this current run uh, from his, uh, after the return from his injury. Yes. So all the best to you, Davey boy, when you come back, looking forward to seeing uh, what you can bring to the table. Yes. But why don't we jump right into it? Cause there's a lot of stuff on this, uh, on the main subject here that we've got to talk about. And the main subject is card subject to change. There's been a lot of changes as far as um, what the original booking for WrestleMania was to be. Yes based off of injuries and a lot of other things that we're not going to talk about on today's show. Um, first off, let's start off with uh, CM Punk. CM Punk originally scheduled to take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He was originally set to win the Elimination Chamber to get that title shot. Now that Punk is out of the picture, who takes his spot? I still think you have. I'd rather see it be somebody. I don't want to see another number one contender elimination chamber. Um, so I think you either need an attempted priest cash in or you need Gunther. Okay, so how do we get to that in your mind? How do well, we get we to Gunther and Seth? We already saw the start of that just a couple of weeks ago when Gunther confronted Seth. Yes. On Raw. Um, how do you get to it? I think you maybe have Gunther retain the Intercontinental title by nefarious means over a friend of Seth's, whether it's a Cody, whether it's a Jay Uso, uh, Sami Zayn, even yeah, um, um, and then Seth comes down and says, "Okay, fine, you want this, but I want it title for title." Okay, and I know you don't want to see it, but I do. I do think we are getting a number one contenders elimination chamber, and Gunther's going to take it. Okay. Or we could still see a male elimination chamber, but the intercontinental title is on the line in it. Yeah. Gunther takes the win. So the next night on our the next Monday night, the next raw, we have 
Setha, we have Gunther coming out, celebrating his win with Imperium. Then he lays out the challenge, too. I could absolutely see it, and I actually like that idea better. Uh, but I do also think that if you're going to have Gunther defend it in the Elimination Chamber, then maybe Gunther does drop it there because it's not necessarily a clean loss. It could take three or four of them to pile on him to eliminate him. True, true. But I, I, I also like the idea of the Intercontinental Championship on the line against the World Heavyweight Championship Absolutely. on the line as well. Absolutely. But I'm trying to figure out, I know that after Mania, we probably get Gunther relinquishing the Intercontinental title. That's where I'm trying to figure out where do we go with the Intercontinental title afterwards. Right. And I think that's maybe where you have a guy like... That's where I think, unfortunately, you may have to drop it at the chamber and maybe to a guy like a Jay Uso or... Could we see maybe he drop it to a Sami Zayn and then we get that Sami Zayn versus Jay and that history? If it, if the drop happened at uh, the chamber, yeah, because I know. Uh, well, I I still think we're going with Jay and Jimmy over at. I think at we Mania. are too. I have also heard that being tossed around as a potential intercontinental title match. Okay. I could see that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think other than Gunther. So let's 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 say Gunther does not get the title shot. Cody decides he's going to go to Roman. Who do we go to for Seth? That's a good. That's that's a question right there. It eh? is. It is. Um, I think maybe that's when you go to a. Damien Priest. And okay, okay. Make it so that Damien Priest is not cashing in his money in the bank for that match. Damien Priest earns his way, earns that match. Loses, but then cashes in to win the title. But at that point, why not just put the belt on him? So you're going to say this, the money in the bank holder does, wins the title and doesn't have to cash in the money in the bank. Yeah, it's just, I think that's the logical side of I, I like saying it. that, you I know like what it. I mean? <laughs> I like it. Uh, but let's uh, let's quickly get to the comments here. We've got uh, JJ coming in saying, I think uh, somehow we get LA Knight getting the title and then we get Knight and Priest at Mania for the title. For some reason, that's on his mind. And you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to LA Knight taking the belt at some point either. I wouldn't either. Um, I would absolutely not. It brings me to an Parrish. interesting... Parrish is coming in and saying, Hi, hey, buys," and then he corrects himself to, hey, boys. <laughs> How's it going, Parrish? Love you, brother. What's going on, brother? Bobby Stats coming in saying, How about Drew McIntyre or Bronson Reed? Drew would be a Drew could be a viable contender for us, uh, actually. He could, but I think we've seen that a little too much lately. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing as when they did the Seth and Cody thing, and they've let that simmer down for a year and a half. Right. Um. Uh, Bronson. Bronson. Reed, I don't know if he's ready for that yet. No. Uh, Bronson is another viable contender for the Intercontinental Title. Absolutely. Yeah. Just as Bobby stated last night, Bronson could be an intercontinental champion. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, what about we just have, you know, Imperium start attacking Seth and have him have to go through Ludwig, have him have to go through Vinci, have him find a tag team partner to face the two of them. The same old story that we see time and time again. But again, this is Seth Rollins and Imperium. Well, given that right now Seth is injured, so we don't I don't expect him to work his first match again, tell Mania, unless right. he's fine by the time, let's say, the go home show for uh, Raw. Well, he has said like he want he's hoping to be back in a month. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we're still seeing him. You know, he's coming to the shows, he's just not in the ring competing. Yeah. 
<coughs> so, and I mean, at the same time, Gunther has run through everybody on the Raw roster. Seth has run through everybody on the Raw roster. It's literally just that matter of time. Yeah, it is. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Stem cells, baby. For <laughs> uh, for Seth's uh, fast recovery. Yeah. Um, other injuries that uh, could change the card is uh, Kevin Owens got hurt at the Royal Rumble as well. Yes, apparently he was working on a fractured foot. Yeah, and all the best to him. I don't know what his plans, what the plans were with him going to Mania. I think it might have been. Uh, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, because that's been going on for a while with him. Right. Um, but I, I, it's, it's so interesting because the world heavyweight title scene is uh, up in the air right now. Absolutely, for both brands. Yeah. Um. Now let's talk about Bailey, and okay. where where does she go? I think you're going to see that decision delayed until after the Elimination Chamber. Even though on Monday she did say, uh, and she said it in a very scared tone, mind you, I, I, I'm, you didn't let me finish. Yep. I'm going to tell. Uh, I'm going to let everybody know on Friday. We've got ourselves a bit of a run in. Maybe I don't know. Um, oh no! Never mind. He's just tuning in to listen. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, Bailey's Bailey's kind of interesting too because I do like the they they, they did subtly tease um, Eo Sky being yes. uh, her uh, ch her uh, challenger or her opponent, I should say. Yes. Um, but again, how do you build that up? We've seen the dissension. Yeah, we've seen like the little sprinklings of uh, the dissension between the team. We saw Bailey getting upset that Oscar entered the Royal Rumble. We saw her getting upset that Kyrie also ended entered the Royal Rumble. But then we find that oh, they're there to help me out. Yeah, you know. But we did see it a couple of weeks ago as well on SmackDown when the Kabuki Warriors won the women's tag titles. Not one of them hugged Bailey. It was. Yeah. Oscar, Kyrie, EO, and Dakota all hugged. So how and do we get how do we get to how do we exercise Bailey from damage control and make her that baby face? And see last night too, again, when Nia Jax was cornering damage control, we saw everybody with the exception of Bailey powder out. Yep. Court leaving Bailey stuck in the ring. Yep. So maybe this Friday we get some answers. On that, maybe Bailey asks, "Hey, why, why, why didn't you guys uh, stick up for me with the whole right. Nia Jax thing?" You know, because it's clear it feels like we're gonna go to Nia and Rhea at uh, Elimination Chamber. Where do yes. we go with Rhea after that, though, for WrestleMania? Where do we see her? I think you're honestly probably going to see another triple threat or a fatal four-way. Um, I do think that um, you're going to see a number one contender, women's battle royal, that mm -hmm. Becky's going to win. But Becky's still got her unfinished business with Nia, so that's going to carry over. Yeah. and We got Parrish uh, saying here, Rhea versus Becky or Liv is the plan for Mania, and I could, see, I could, I, I, one hundred percent would be behind either one of them. Absolutely, um, I like the idea of Liv, and I like the idea of Liv taking the title off Rhea at Mania. I do, but I don't see it. I sort of do because it's that whole underdog. You can't beat me. You can't win the big one kind of story that you could right. do with that. Right. And right, Becky again, too, because in Rhea's run, I don't recall if Rhea or Be Rhea and Becky have crossed paths. So, 
So they've had, you know, a face to face on the mic, but that's about it. They haven't had an in ring. Um, so I, I would like to see it. And again, that could play to the triple threat. Parrish brings up another good point here, too, uh, saying uh, he would love to see Bianca take on Rhea and maybe do Jade and Becky. Right. So we're talking about because Jade was originally scheduled to take Charlotte, take on Charlotte. Charlotte's right. out with the injury. She's going to be clearly missing WrestleMania. We yes. we've ta- we've talked about the idea of somebody with high star power taking on Jade Cargill. Becky yep. is probably the only feasible choice there. Um, there were comments made today um, by Jade about you know I would love to work with Bianca. We would make absolute magic together, whether that is as a team or as opponents. But I'm going to pitch something else. As you beat up your studio? Again. Because <laughs> um, another interesting tweet came out today from the number five entrant in the Women's Royal Rumble. And somebody that has said, if Bianca would like to come down to TNA, I will mm-hmm. happily defend my belt. Parrish is also uh, presenting another uh, fantasy match up here. With Jordan Grace, now that she's in our discussion right now, imagine seeing Nia Jax in Jordan Grace for the TNA title. And I would love to see Jordan Grace dump her. I'd love I, to see Jordan Grace win that. I think that's going to be a great power versus power matchup. So would Jordan if that versus does happen. Bianca. Yes. So would Jordan versus um, Ivy Nile. Yep. <clears throat> A plethora of options. There's that word again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I'm just thinking about uh, like the women's title scene is completely different than what we thought it was going to be now with Absolutely. Charlotte's injury. Yep. Bobby stats. I like that one, too. Oh, Jordan man. Grace and Piper Niven. <laughs> right. I like anything Piper does. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the landscape of WrestleMania has completely changed, uh, from what we thought it was going to be like a month ago. Yes. Um, and the only card, the only match that seems to be sticking is Jay versus Jimmy right now. Absolutely. And I mean, now we've got to come to the Braun Breaker scenario. Yeah. Um, because he came up, he filled in admirably in the rumble. He took that spot, he ran with it, and then said the main roster is his home now. We saw what they wanted us to see in Nick Aldis taking a call from Braun Breaker last night on Raw. Yes. So do we get Braun Breaker going to SmackDown and somehow setting up a feud with Dom through that because we know that the Judgment Day can travel to any brand. Currently, yes, because of the fact that uh, Finn and uh, Damian are the tag team champions. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's roll back just a minute. We'll come back to Braun in just a second here. But Parrish is saying, here's a match that's never been seen. Jordan Grace versus Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true. We've seen it's Jordan true. Grace versus trinity but we haven't seen jordan grace versus naomi that's right (laughs) jj saying let's see grace versus parish and we got parish responding with i'm total non-stop knockout jj thank you (laughs) i'm sorry parish but i'm gonna take i'm gonna take jordan grace to win that (laughs) jj saying you're the eye candy on sunday (laughs) Oh, God. But let's go back to Braun Breaker. Braun versus Dom. That is... I'm a poet. I didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the original plan, let's just get it out there, was to be Brock Lesnar uh, coming into the Royal Rumble. Braun took his place because of situations that we're we're not going to talk about. Yes. Um, 
the original plan was for Brock to have that dominant spot, still get that Pat McAfee thing going on. Uh, and then Dom was to throw him out at the Royal Rumble. Thus, it was going to lead to Brock and Dom at Elimination Chamber. Yes. So I see Braun and Dom, if they are going to continue with this, at Elimination Chamber, possibly. But after that phone call, or that uh, call that Nick Aldis was going to make, I'm not so certain now. I think we can move Braun and Dom to Mania. And we have a cross-brand match between Jimmy versus Jay on one night and another cross-brand match, Dom and Braun, on the other night. Right. But that Um, leaves it open for what do you do with Dom at Elimination Chamber? Because I get a feeling we're going to still need him there. Absolutely we are. And I think, in all honesty, Dom would be another viable option to win the Elimination Chamber for the Intercontinental title. He probably would need some sort of help there. Yep. But who's to say that JD isn't involved in the Elimination Chamber? Yeah, and who's to say that Priest doesn't get involved? Because let's face it, I feel like already we're going to see Drew McIntyre involved in there, Gunther, and Sami Zayn. Those are three guys I think that will be in the Chamber. Yes. Dom's performance alone at the Rumble could put him uh, in the spot at the Chamber. And even let's go back earlier or late last year when Dom had his run as the NXT North American champion. Mm -hmm. Solid run. So he proved he can take the ball and run with it. Yeah. Uh, JJ uh, coming in and saying, this is brilliant for both guys. We get to see Dom be himself and completely pull off the big heel moment. Then Braun can come off as the big hero and make fans out of the average viewer. It's going to be a highlight match. It really, will be dom and braun braun is going to be yeah a fantastic match regardless of where it happens regardless of how it happens yes um the only thing i am worried about with wrestlemania again as we are looking and speculating here that we're going to get roman and cody jimmy versus jay we're also hearing a lot of rumors of randy versus solo is it too much bloodline saturation not if you place them on the cards properly. Okay. I mean, I would do, you know, Jimmy versus Jay night one. Maybe have Orton solo open night two with, of course, Roman Cody for night three. But we're also not factoring. Wait, in wait, wait, one... wait, 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 wait. Where are we? Where's this uh, sorry, night three I, coming I, from? <laughs> I meant night two. Three nights of mania? No, thank you. (laughs) But there's another name that we're not even mentioning in all of this right now that we have been hearing tossed around for five years. And that would be Dwayne. I just... I do want to see Cody and Roman again. I agree. I don't... I do want to see Rock and Roman... I don't. But not, I just don't know, you know. Uh, Parrish is coming in, though, and saying, with all this saying to Pierce on Raw last night, we need to talk about Elimination Chamber. I forgot that they had said that, actually. Yes. Makes him believe that there will be Elimination Chamber with both brands. And that could be the Gunther Intercontinental title match. Yeah. JJ is also coming in and saying, uh, no, because it's bloodline centered. They all have this fantastic ability to be in other storylines outside the main story. And they do. They really do. I mean, like you've got solo who's, uh, sticking up for Roman while the heavyweight title scene, uh, story is going along. Same goes for Jimmy, but you've also got solo going after wanting to go after Orton. You got Jimmy possibly wanting to go after Jay. They are all able to pull this off. Okay. So I tend to agree. Again, if you space them out properly, we won't see too much of a heavy bloodline-centric thing at WrestleMania. We got that last year. We had the Usos in the main event of night one, Roman in the main event of night two, 
Solo, I don't think, had a match on the card. I can't remember if he no, did or he not. No, he didn't. Yeah. But all in all, I'm I'd be totally fine with uh with I I, I do like the idea of Solo and Orton. I don't think we see uh, the Rock on the card because maybe maybe that head of the table comment he made was in regards to him joining the board of directors at right. TKO. Right. I know, and I was reading because I guess he had another interview today. So he does say it. I want it to happen, but it would have to be a very long term story. So I think you could see it maybe start being set up at Mania. For a year and down then, the road. And then you go to 41 for that one, maybe? Maybe. But at the same time, Rock will be 52 years old. And I really don't want to see The Rock get back in the ring again. Mm-hmm. I already find him to be enough of a PR stunt when he shows up on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it's he's more of like a, a kind of a quick ratings grab kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JJ's coming in and uh, saying, also, right now I feel uh, the Gunther and Seth stories have more attention lately, but he does see your concern, OMD, on that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm. there's a lot of things uh, that are still up in the air about WrestleMania. I do see Gunther taking on Seth. The question, the question on everyone's mind is, how do we get there? How do we lay out this path to WrestleMania now? We've started right. seeing... Uh, sort of the groundwork for Mania. Right. Now, again, with all of these injuries, do we see some more NXT call-ups to maybe fill out? We know that there will be Stand and Deliver that weekend as well. Right. But do we see maybe, you know, we know that Carmelo Hayes right now is working Raw or SmackDown and NXT. Do we see him yeah, and do I a, think wrestle, a WrestleMania I was gonna say, match? I was going to say, I think after Vengeance Day, he's officially done with NXT. So do we see him on the WrestleMania card, or do we see him going back to stand and deliver? Do we see Tiffy time at WrestleMania? I don't know just yet on her. I don't know. But uh, J- uh, Parrish is also saying here, call him a ratings or PR stunt, but he does bring viewers in which now means money for WWE and this money allows the budget to grow and the cuts to diminish. And that's actually a very smart statement there, uh, Parrish. I like that statement because let's face it. He does bring the money. The rock does bring money. He does. He does. Um, But as far as Tiffany Stratton, I feel like this past rumble was her test on the main roster and that she's going to get the call up when the draft comes after mania see i think we saw her test you know when they had becky lynch go to nxt they had tiffy coming to raw and mm. that face to face those encounters now you've had this rumble run where she was impressive yeah that elimination uh from uh bailey on bianca and tiffy that was a fun elimination it was um and Tiffy eliminated, making an elimination. I believe she eliminated Naomi. So, you know, so we, we got maybe we got Bob, we got Bobby Stats coming and saying, "Who does Andrade get at WrestleMania?" So I'm gonna say, uh, I was gonna say Andrade teaming with Elgato del, Fa- uh, del Fantasma to take on the LWO, but clearly after last night, that's not the case here. Um, Potentially not the case because it could still happen. Exactly. Um, Paris saying Andrade versus Gunther if he is to be a face or taking on Seth as a heel. Andrade would be a, a could be a contender as well. What about Andrade versus at and I'll go to Elimination Chamber first versus Australia's own Bronson Reed. You gotta kind. You gotta kind of uh, keep Andrade a little bit strong there. Andrade they, would have to pull off the win somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think you could do it. Andrade gets the win. 
in a DQ, in a strong DQ, so that he still looks strong, makes Bronson still look terrifying. And let me correct you on this one. Bronson Reed's not Australian. He's from New Zealand. Same area. Yeah. But they actually introduce him from Black Hill, South Australia. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he is. I I can't remember. He looks more New Zealand to me than Australian. So, Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of things, again, that a lot of so many questions, you know, that I like. And I do like the idea of Andrade and Gunther fighting for the uh, Intercontinental title. Yes. I, I, I really do like that idea. I do hope that with Andrade's return that they do that he is uh used better and on raw i guess you could say yes he's more utilized i'd even like to see them revisit andrade versus drew when did that happen going back to their nxt days when drew drew lost the nxt title to andrade Oh, that's right. That's I completely forgot about that. I knew Andrade had the NXT title. I just forgot who he he took it from. He took it uh, from Drew because Drew tore, tore his tricep. And now we circle back to Punk and Drew. <laughs> right? Uh, <coughs> but yeah, there's just so many questions. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to get those answers. Let's talk about... Uh, potential hall of fame inductions because that's another thing that's going to happen wrestlemania weekend yes um now last night or uh this morning this afternoon i was watching hulk hogan being in the crowd at royal rumble and he was there with dory funk jr he was there with uh jimmy hart and gerald briscoe all guys who are already in the hall of fame by the way yes um who do you think uh gets that uh gets that main event call to uh to the hall of fame there is only one that deserves that hall of fame spot that should get it this year virgil man, <laughs> yes a man synonymous with wrestling in philadelphia and i'm gonna take the wise man paul Heyman. I totally, I'm, I agree with you 100% on that one. Um, I'm going to just mark out a little bit here, but I really think these guys here behind me, the Rougeos and Two Gold Scorpio, because Two Gold Scorpio has a history in ECW as well. Yes, he does. There'd also be some Hall of Fame inductions that we should possibly talk about. I'd love to see it. I yeah. would love to see it. Um. I know we've also heard a lot that Wyndham Rotunda will go in as the headliner posthumously. And again, very deserving mm-hmm. of a Hall of Fame spot. I think it could wait a year just because his career was cut so tragically short. And we're still, a lot of us are still reeling from his passing. We are. Um, and it's not even so much for that. It's we got to see so many different machinations of him mm-hmm. that, you know, we can't absorb them all because we can't absorb the creative and we don't know what could have been. Even his title run was, you know, what we would probably consider substandard, although we loved it. Yeah. I love both his title runs. So I think he probably needed a, like, a couple more or at least one more good solid nine months to a year run as opposed mm-hmm. to a four or five month run. Yeah. Um trying to think of some more undercards uh that we could see. Like I do want to see the Rougeos go in. I'm one thousand percent behind that. Um trying to think. Like, cause I'm trying, I'm even thinking like back to the nineties and a lot of guys from the nineties are already in the hall of fame. Yes. Um, but JJ or JJ's coming in and saying makes sense. OMD. I totally get you. He, and you're right about 
about Bray Wyatt and not going in this year, it also would kind of on what is supposed to be like a very happy weekend. It kind of would feel a little bit dark. It would, you know, it would. Um, and I mean, I'm going to share an experience because at WrestleMania 23, I went to the hall of fame and right. my girlfriend at the time. And I were on the ho- the elevator at our hotel. And there's a woman dressed out in a formal evening gown, dressed to the nines, absolutely gorgeous with her two little boys. Yes. Looking very dour, very upset. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how can you be this upset? You're, you know, you're probably, you're likely going to the WWE Hall of Fame, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Until she walked out on stage to accept her late husband's Hall of Fame induction. The lady I was on the elevator with, with her two kids, was Janice Henning. I thought her name was Leonice. No, it was Janice. (laughs) And Mike McGillicuddy, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Curtis Axel. So kind of understandable there. I actually liked that induction. I liked hearing the stories of Mr. Perfect, especially yeah. from Wade Boggs, who actually who was his inductor that year, because yes, him and Wade was. Boggs were best friends. Yes, they were. <laughs> um, But yeah, I, I just I would say, yeah, give it another year and then we put Bray in. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, underdogs, um, or an undercard for the hall of fame. JJ's got a good point. Why not spike Dudley? Absolutely. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. He, he, he gave his body for this. Um, how about Jamal? And I'm Rosie? really interested to two dead guys again. OMD. <laughs> yes, be but a little again, bit dark. I mean, for yeah, okay, they'd they'd be the undercard, but not necessarily if you put them in as Rosie and Umaga. Yeah. Um, um we've I mean, uh, I... been championing this guy, and I know Parrish has been championing this guy as well. Jim Johnson. Yes. 1,000% needs yes. to go in. He also needs to go back to the WWE studio and write some of the theme songs again for some of these wrestlers, but yes. that's besides the point. Yes, and I mean, we've we've hashtagged it on this show and on the Raw Watch along numerous times. Aldo Montoya. Aldo Montoya for the Hall of Fame. Where is that? Where is that? Or, I mean, the British Bulldog. Ooh. He's already in. Bulldog's in. He got inducted during the the pandemic era. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, I missed that. They had, uh, I think it was Davy Boy Junior. Rounding it back to one of our earlier stories, ah. Davy Boy Junior came out and accepted it. But uh, yeah, on that note, I think we are going to call it a day. We are one hour into the show. Uh, OMD, why don't you let the people know where they can find you? Well, people, you can find me on the Book of Faces at Daniel Harisic, H-R-Y-C-Y-K, on Snapchat, One Man Dynamic, Capitals on OMD, on Twitch at OMD17, and on Discord at OMD6370. Every Monday night, you can catch me right here on the Raw Watch Along with Chris Best, with the run-in from Chris Parrish, with our regular host, Carl Carafel, and occasionally Bubba Duke. Tuesdays, you can catch me here on Turnbuckle Talk with Chris Best and Carl Carafel. And on Thursdays, on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. All right. And you can find me at uh, youtube.com at chrisdamage83, Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com 
at uh, cbrs.entertainment. You can look for me Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, doing Saturday night gaming all on this channel here that we are on. Uh, Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, doing the Raw Watch Along, alongside OMD, alongside the run uh, run in from Car uh, Chris Parrish, Bubba Duke, and Carl Carafel. Every uh, Tuesday night, 8.05 Eastern, as we do Turnbuckle Talk as well with Carl Carafel, who should be returning next week. Uh, on that note, I'd like to thank everybody for coming in. And remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>